Percy, let me begin with a question. Can our anger with God ever nullify our ability to eventually find purpose and serve Him? You know, Wayne, many have found themselves in this place of frustration when things simply have gone off the rails in their life. But be assured that God's dynamic duo called grace and mercy Mm -hmm. can overshadow our moments of anger until we can recalibrate and connect to his overall will and purpose in our situation. This could be a good topic for a discussion today. Yeah, I'm glad you've chosen it. We'll talk with a woman who found herself exactly in this quagmire. Don't miss the conversation coming up. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And Percy, I'm so glad you chose this topic today. Can God bring good from the ashes of our disappointment with Him? It's a compelling uh, topic, and, and I wanted to kind of provoke thought with regard to how many of us have actually found ourselves in situations and circumstances where we've pondered and wondered and thought about that And today we're going to really speak to a a fascinating individual who's going to help unpack that for us and give us a sense of how she was able to work through what initially appeared to be a devastating school of thought to Mm -hmm. really circle back to do amazing things. Yeah, she's been through a season of disappointment and now trust. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. But it prompts us to ask the question of anyone who's listening right now, our question of the week. Have you ever been angry with God? And how did you resolve your anger to continue serving Him? Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, the question, again, really compels us to really kind of reflect upon those moments and times, Wayne. And I know I've been there as well where maybe not necessarily angry at God, but angry at the situation, Mm -hmm. angry at the circumstance that I found myself in, and ultimately uh, with some time and and the ability of the ministry of the Holy Spirit to kind of, you know, to lead me and guide me into all truth, I was able to find my way through that to to see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, and realize that it wasn't a train. And so, Absolutely, this question is compelling. Uh, We want to hear from individuals, and please let us know and share uh, if and when and how you've been in that type of scenario, how you resolved that, and and what was the outcome at the end of the day. Yeah, we're serious about this. We do want to hear from you, and you can contact us with your answer through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Have you ever been angry with God, and how did you resolve your anger to continue to trust and serve Him? Your answer is at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, we always pose this question each week, and I'm looking at a question we posed earlier. How has being part of a community of people affected by cancer benefited you? Uh, do you have that response I'm, I'm looking at here on my page? Uh, absolutely, sir. And so we do have a response from someone in Morgantown, West Virginia, and this was their very simple but profound answer to that question. It has allowed me to expand my focus off of myself to know that others are also dealing with this just like me. And ultimately, I don't feel isolated. And I think the thought here and the response is very real because particularly within the cancer community, people can tend to think that I'm the only one that is dealing with, you know, the disease of cancer, the challenge of cancer, and the travails of treatment. But the fact of the matter is there are others also who are walking that Mm -hmm. journey and experiencing that. And I think that it matters and it helps 
when individuals are part of a community that they can see others like themselves and then not feel like that they're the only one. Oh, woe is me, hmm. then begins to be taken away from their uh, their sense of being, and then they are now part of a bigger collective and community, and they can draw strength and encouragement from others that are walking and journeying just as they are. Such a wise answer to our question, and we would like to hear from you with this week's question, have you ever been angry with God and how did you overcome that? All right, healthhopeandinspiration.com is the place to go. The place for us to go right now is to Scripture. You have something in mind? And so our spiritual nugget today is one of our, you know, favorites and our one of my favorites and certainly a, a, a standard of thought. And, and it reflects and speaks to this uh, school of thought very profoundly today of today's conversation found in Romans 8, 28. And simply we know, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, or anything else in all creation would be able to separate us from the love of God. And so when we begin to talk about that, uh, it helps us to understand very uh, profoundly uh, the conversation that we're going to hear from today with regard to an individual who found themselves at a place where they were angry with God or mad at God. But the fact of the matter is that did not change God's position to us and with us despite our momentary lapse of misunderstanding or not understanding mm-hmm. where God is located. So nothing can separate us from the love of God. Today's guest is coming up in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Just visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Here's our host, Percy McCray, talking with our guest. Well, I'm excited again, as always, for another episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I have a really special guest with me today, and I know I always say that, that all, and all of our guests are special, and I really mean that, and I'm really sincere when I say that. Uh, but I'm going to speak to uh, someone today who's a pretty busy person. Uh, she is a former cancer patient, diagnosed originally in 2012, and since that time, basically going on about eight years, has been uh, operating from the perspective of uh, showing no evidence of disease. Uh, she now has her own podcast called Chemo Chair Prayers, and she's also an author of a book called Breathe Again. And so welcome to the show, Nikki Hardy. Thank you for being with us today, my dear. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited as we reached out and contacted and communicated with each other. We we thought that it would make sense for us to kind of get on each other's platforms. You have your own podcast and you're doing great work and uh, you're also a believer. You're busy doing a lot of different things. And so with that, you're perfect for what we do in our audience. So let's start first with uh, a little bit about your your journey of being a cancer patient. Uh, we're talking to cancer patients primarily and caregivers on, on this platform. Uh, you were diagnosed again, as stated, in 2012. Let's talk about the day that you heard and were told you have cancer. Where were you and how did you feel when you heard that? 
Yeah, that's such a great question. And to answer that, I need to take you back a little bit in time. So I lost my mum to cancer mm. six years before that day. And I had lost my sister to cancer mm. just six weeks before that day. Wow. So as I sat there and um, my, my cancer was rectal cancer. And so I, I was not expecting it at all. I hadn't mm. been sick. I'd just run a marathon. And um, I went for a colonoscopy on the recommendation of my doctor about something that I thought was just so totally unrelated. It never even crossed my mind yeah. that it could be cancer. And as I sat in the chair, looking at the doctor and I was still woozy from the anesthetic and, and his face just dropped. And he said, well, we've found a five centimeter tumor and it's either cancer or lymphoma. Mm. And I have to admit at that moment, I don't know whether it was denial. I don't know whether it was the drugs or mm. possibly, mm. and hopefully the peace of the Lord. But all I said was, Oh, is there a third option? Hmm. And that's when he said, no, wow. but we have to send for tests and everything. But the moment I remember most of all was when I got the call to say that it really was cancer yeah. and we were moving ahead with treatment. And I had been for a lovely long run with my dog mm. and we were both hot and sweaty. And I saw my doctor's name come up on my phone and I pulled over. And that was the moment that I knew that I knew that like my mom, like my sister, I too had cancer. And i that's the moment I fell apart and just thought, gosh, is the heat-seeking missile of death in our family yeah. now locked in on me? Yeah. And so having that, obviously having that type of family history and experience and hearing that, uh, I can only imagine, you know, the flood of emotions when that reality kind of set in. And I, I remember the day when I had to process that myself personally, uh, not really with the family history that you had. But again, uh, I believe and and with the experiences of, of talking to cancer patients and supporting them over many years, uh, every cancer patient has to have that moment in time, however long that moment lasts, to process and, and, and actually inhale the fact that I am now being diagnosed as a cancer patient. And that's mm -hmm. the reason why I always ask about the day that you heard that and what did you feel and experience. You you obviously yeah. transitioned and began to seek out uh, medical care. And I think it's important to make this point, and I always do, that as a believer, as one who has a faith in God through Christ, et cetera, et cetera, how did you reconcile or navigate the ability of using your faith and also seeking medical care and treatment, because as you may know, that can be a conflict for some believers in terms of what side or the other do they lean into and how do they balance that that those two worlds together to move forward. Let's talk a little bit about that. Mm, that's that's great, because, I mean, I was mad at God, mm, <laughs> you know, okay. I was like, are you kidding me, God, after all? all I've done for you, you yeah. know, for those of you that don't know me, you know, I'm, we moved here to Charlotte, North Carolina from England to plant a church. Mm. We uprooted three little kids and it felt like, really, yeah. Why? <laughs> you know, are you mad at me? Right. What's going on? And so there was all that going on at the same time. But in terms of 
moving forward with doctors mm -hmm. and medical care, I never doubted that I would throw myself into treatment 100%. Okay. But I also never doubted that I would throw myself into trusting God 100%. Wow. And so it felt like, you know, like a boxer, I had a glove on each hand mm. and it was bam, bam. You know, it was, I was double fisted. I was well equipped. I believed that the the gifts and the knowledge that the doctors had was God given yes. that, you know, we prayed our way into the right oncologist and the right surgeons, you know, for me and um, the fit that they were. And we prayed for wisdom as we moved forward and for the doctors and the treatment. But at the same time, there was a hundred percent trust that, well, God, you've got this, you are good even if cancer isn't, and I have hope no matter what. And so it was this trying to move forward together yeah. in both. And that's a great way of looking at that. I love the analogy. And, and ironically, uh, the photo that I used, because I did a show about my journey and when I was diagnosed with cancer, and it's interesting that you would use the, uh, the, the, the visual of the boxing gloves, one glove, one hand with a boxing glove, the other hand, if I can help out with that analogy a little bit, the word of God or the faith of God. Mm. And that's exactly the photo that I, I took. I had a boxing glove and I had my Bible in the other hand to represent exactly the school of thought. So with that, uh, and it's an important one because many people tend to get a little bogged down in, you know, how much, how little do I lean into this? Do I not? Et cetera, et cetera. And I believe that there is no conflict. I've spoken to many uh, physicians who are actually strong believers uh, who have also uh, shared that same school of thought. And I think we have now finally matured in the body of Christ, if you will, from, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I started in this industry, for lack of a better term, or this ministry, where there was a huge debate on if you are a person of faith, if you're walking in the word, if you're truly a man or woman that is trusting God, that you know you may not necessarily need to lean into medical treatment and care. And in some cases, people actually got into denial and said, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to uh, go all natural. And I'm just going to trust God. And I've seen some, some pretty interesting results as a result as a as a result of that but i think the balance and the amalgamation of of a marriage and a partnership between faith and 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 god and medicine and science uh can and does work and is mutually beneficial so thank you for sharing your perspective on that as said earlier you uh, have a podcast and you yes. also have written a book. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast because the title of your podcast I found in, I find intriguing, Chemo Chair Prayers. Let's talk about what you're doing with your podcast and why did you call it that? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Um, it's, it's pretty new, but um, my hope is that it is a down-to-earth, practical, devotional-style podcast. Ah. So the idea is that through a story and some encouragement, um, I can speak into a different pain point mm. that we all go through mm. as cancer um, survivors and patients. And, um, and then together we pray through a guided prayer practice okay. that I have the, with the acronym TRUST. And so I pray and then I leave space for the listener to pray ah. because 
if people are anything like I was, I knew I needed to pray. I knew to, I wanted to pray, but I just needed help and guidance mm. to, um, to know how to do that. And so we pray together through this guided prayer practice, as I said, with the acronym TRUST. Okay. Um, and, and then I leave people with uh, a spiritual or practical exercise that they can take with them into the week ahead and we often do it while we're there on the podcast so it's short it's about 20 25 minutes long maximum okay. often 15 to 20 and the idea is that it is something people can build into their weekly routine their you know maybe when they if they're going to chemo weekly or radiation weekly it is something to listen to or they can just sit in their armchair or snuggled up in bed, mm. whatever, and um, find some hope, find some inspiration, and rebuild their faith and trust in God um, as they go through. And how can people find your uh, podcast? Where can they locate that? Mm, well, wherever they, if they're already podcast listeners, it's on um, iTunes and Stitcher okay. and all the things. Um, okay, just look up Chemo Chair Prayers. But I also have a website, which is chemochairprayers.com. And that's where people can download the um, trust prayer practice in a handy dandy little bookmark that I've made for people so they can slide in into their Bibles or journals yeah. or whatever. Sounds like a great platform and a great resource and a great tool. I want to encourage everyone uh, to look at look that up, to, uh, listen to the podcast and uh, take a look at some of the things that are available there. The other thing very quickly that I want to transition into is the fact that you also have authored a book called Breathe Again. Let's talk a little bit about your book, the thrust of it, and where and how people can locate that if it is of interest to them. Mm. Yes, I wrote Breathe Again um, as a, again, down to earth, no nonsense mm -hmm. um, book to help people discover that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full mm. and then go live it. Yeah. Because I, what I saw in myself was that when I was diagnosed, you know, I'm a Brit with a <laughs> stiff upper lip and I was keeping calm and carrying on and I was determined to survive, but it got to the point where surviving was all I was doing. Yeah. I was merely surviving a life I hadn't signed up for. Mm. And, um, and then I met people who called themselves cancer thrivers. Mm -hmm. And there was something so energized and hope-filled in that. And I was like, I want what they've got mm. because they weren't um, in denial. They weren't pretending that life was happy skippy when it wasn't. Right. They were saying, no, this is really hard, but I'm jolly well going to grab all the abundant life God has for me yeah. right in the middle of the storm and not wait for life to get better, to live the life in all its fullness that God has for us. Oh, that sounds and awesome. So really, Breathe Again is a guide to doing that. Okay. And um yeah, I hope people people read it. And you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever you um, normally get your books. And I got to narrate the audio as well. So okay. if you're a sucker for an English accent, you can always get that. Well, I love your accent. It's awesome. And so having said all of that, because it sounds like you are... You have taken everything that has come as a result of this journey after you processed through 
why me and being angry with God. And those are all very natural and in many cases, normal kind of reactions initially. Uh, We tell people all the time not to feel guilty. Don't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. And remember, at the end of the day, God is not mad at you for you questioning him. God is a big boy and he can handle that at the end of the day. You transition, you moved forward and and then you began to kind of build some momentum and some and a thrust and a focus after all of that. How are you physically doing today? How are you? How, how is your health? How are you? Oh, thank you for asking. I so appreciate yeah. that. I am doing really well. Good. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I I was replumbed, shall we say? I now <laughs> no longer have the plumbing that God gave me, yes. but um, yes. it's nothing unmanageable. I had an ostomy bag for quite a while, okay. but no longer do. Okay. So um, that's that's good. Amen. So thank you. Yes, I'm good. Well, praise God, because, again, there is life after cancer and there is life beyond cancer. And uh, people need to hear that as we close. And it has been a thrill and a joy to have you uh, on this platform. Thank you so much. Uh, What let's talk about. Lastly, what gives you hope? What drives your hope? What fuels your hope? Hmm. My hope is driven by the truth that God is good, even if life isn't. Mm. And this truth that, you know, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And in him, no matter what's going on, we get to live it. That his abundant life and his hope and his comfort and his strength and his peace and yeah, even his joy and laughter aren't waiting off in the future for us but they're available to us here and now. And as we like to say, it's not just pie in the sky when you die. Hmm. There's cake on your plate while you wait. (laughs) Wow. On that note, you have heard today from Nikki Hardy, who is a cancer survivor and in her own terms, a thriver, uh, who hosts her own podcast uh, show called Chemo Chair Prayers. Please go check that out. And she's also authored a book called Breathe Again. And you can also go check that out. And we'll have all of that information in the show notes so that you can follow and uh, see if you can track her down. Uh, It has been my privilege and my pleasure to have you today. And I just simply want to say that I want to tip my cap to you. Uh, Pip, pip, ho boy, in the best uh, British uh, (laughs) accent that I can muster up. I love you to life and not to death. And I expect nothing but great and awesome things to continue to happen. Thank you so much for being on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you for having me. What a great conversation. Percy, stick with the American accent, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> Stay in my lane. Stay okay, in my lane. All right. We'll talk about uh, Nikki's uh, conversation here in just a moment. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions with Cancer Center for Alexa? Now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. What a great idea. The Cancer Center for Alexa. Well, Percy, you landed a wonderful guest here today who not only was pleasant to listen to, she had a lot of good things to say. Well, I, what I found astounding and, and, and just empowering about this conversation, and I feel like all of our conversations do that, but this was, was a little bit different, was the honesty of 
the initial reaction and thought of being told uh, she was a cancer patient, mm-hmm. given some history, yeah. family history. Yeah, what that a history, huh? Yeah, you know, her mom and her sister, uh, both, you know, having cancer and, and ultimately, you know, being impacted from that experience. Uh, you know, she and her husband are strong believers. They relocate from, you know, another country uh, to come to the United States of America to plant a church with small kids. And bam, she's told that she has cancer. And mm. I thought that her initial reaction and response was profound with regard to her thinking, you know, and I think her quote was, was there a heat seeking missile of death in her family now locked on her? And ultimately she expressed and admitted that she was mad and angry at God. Yes. Um, I think that many people, Wayne, can relate to that. Many people have experienced that and thought that. And, you know, growing up for me, I was always taught, you know, you can't be angry at God. Don't get angry at God that, you know, you'll cause God to turn his hand from you or his back from you. And the fact of the matter is that's just so unbiblical and unscriptural. It's one of the reasons why we read the opening uh, spiritual nugget of the day that told us nothing can separate us from the love of God. And I believe that, as I often say, because God is a big boy, you know, God understands the humanity and the failings of our humanity, particularly when we are when we are being crushed under the pressure and the weight of challenges that, you know, we can have a momentary lapse of of thought and judgment in terms of who he is and not understanding where he is at the moment. So in in hearing that, I thought it was refreshing and I thought it was honest and I thought it was helpful for people because there's others I'm sure who have experienced and felt the same yeah, way. Indeed. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to mention the resource that we're making available this week. It's called How to Serve God with Cancer. We'll get to that in a moment. But, mm. you know, listening to Nikki and, and her response and the process that she went through, I'm often reminded that there there is a difference between anger and lament. And of mm. course, God uh, understands our heart and our soul. If we approach him the right way, he's yep. He's always going to respond faithfully, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is, absolutely. And so, uh, again, I think the fact that, first of all, God has in, instructed us in his word that our ways are not his ways, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Uh, he knows that we there's going to be times that we can't psychologically grasp nor comprehend who he is and what he is under certain circumstances. So again, the dynamic duo of grace and mercy then uh, gets in, in placed in and in, 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 in enacted on our behalf that mm-hmm. God understands that and allows us space and room to be able to eventually find our way back uh, at him. Yeah, all is not then, lost. Right, where we're recalibrated in, in our overall you know condition of our heart. And so with that being said, uh, this also became the case for Nikki because then she was eventually able to do just that, where once she worked through that emotional failure is what I call it, then she was able to then come to terms with, okay, this is my reality. Now, what am I going to do? Well, she only did, you know, started a podcast, <laughs> you know, that is speaking specifically to cancer mm-hmm. patients. And that's exactly how I was introduced yeah, to her. And I'm sure that was therapeutic for her as well. Absolutely. And then, you know, she also has a cancer summit that she does that she also has asked me to be one of the presenters of where she is actually now providing resources and outreach to cancer patients everywhere. And part of her podcast is interesting. She has a moment of 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 prayer, uh, a prayer exercise 
at the end of each podcast segment where she steps people through a conscious way of praying through and with and about their circumstances. One of the comments that she made is that she said she knew she needed to pray when she was initially told that she had cancer. But at that time, she just didn't know how to do it. She Mm. was too overwhelmed with all of the other emotional dynamics about being told that she had cancer. She needed someone to help her and step her through that. Well, she's taking that frustration and she has taken that experience and now she's turned it into a ministry activity mm-hmm. that she's blessing people with sort of like the concept of a turbo engine <laughs> that all of that exhaust that was being you know put out yeah. she's taken it and she's recirculated back to to create horsepower <laughs> that will allow her to propel herself and others to be blessed and empowered and i believe that god gets so much glory out of that because it, it helps us to understand that we can go from one extreme of, of our um, natural experience of doubt, unbelief, frustration, anger, whatever you want to plug in there, that we can still surface back up and still be used and a, and a vessel that the Spirit of God can flow through that can bless people and glorify His name. Yeah, reminds me of the saying, God never wastes our pain. Hey, tell mm. me more about the summit. It's in the month of March, and uh, and you were one of the speakers, you said. That is correct. And so uh, I was so privileged that she uh, would ask me to present some information uh, to her audience uh, with regard to, again, the very point that was just previously made of how we can continue to impact and empower and assist cancer patients. And so I'm one of many speakers that she'll uh, uh, feature in her summit. And we'll have uh, information in the show notes so people can actually locate that. And I want to encourage everyone to sign up and to uh, experience not just myself, but others who will speak to the psychological, the emotional, the physical and spiritual uh, components of being a cancer patient as we continue to elongate this conversation in the marketplace to support God's people through one of the most prevalent diseases of our day, mm-hmm. and that is cancer, that again, the body of Christ is is, call, is being called to arms to respond to this in a way, and I'm just one of many voices as I now uh, am, am understanding that, you know, we're forging all of our efforts together to say that at the end of the day, there's something good that can happen uh, with and through an experience of cancer. And so uh, I'll be one of many speakers that'll present. And uh, so please, uh, for this listening audience, uh, access that information, sign up and be part of that and experience those additional resources along with those things that I'll have to share. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Certainly. We'll put all the information, as Percy said, on our website in the program notes for this episode. That website is healthhopeandinspiration.com, four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and you'll be able to get the details on this summit with Nikki and uh, our own Percy McRae and others coming up uh, in the month of March here. Well, Percy, I mentioned just uh, briefly a moment ago, we have a resource called How to Serve God with Cancer. Uh, Put your pastor's hat on for a moment and talk to us about this resource and how we should use it. Well, and again, it goes along very well with today's conversation, doesn't it? Because one of the things that I think historically has hampered individuals in not being able to connect the dots with is uh, no one wants cancer. No one would sign up for cancer, obviously, and that the history and the reputation of cancer has has basically suggested that nothing good comes from a cancer experience. But the fact of the matter is, and this platform has has uh, made available. 
countless voices who have said contrary, that in spite of being a cancer patient, in spite of a cancer experience, uh, there was good that came out of my experience. And ultimately, there was a godly purpose that was birthed or, or brought to light as a result of this that may not have come to light had I had I not stepped through that experience. And so this resource is simply helping people to reframe uh, their thinking if and when they are told that they have cancer, that there is still something, there's still a godly purpose potentially that can be uh, brought to bear and to be utilized through the experience. And that we want to encourage people to know that they can still serve God even with and through a, a, a cancer journey. Mm -hmm. So it'll just speak through different elements and aspects to encourage one uh, to understand that God still can receive glory and that he can still be served in the midst of a cancer experience. And what an empowering school of thought as we continue to understand that God can use all things for his glory and for the benefit Amen. of blessing other people. That is so right. Well, the key, once again, is our website where you can download this free resource, How to Serve God with Cancer. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. So many things you can do there. The program notes that we mentioned with this summit uh, coming up soon. The uh, question of the week, have you ever been angry with God and how do you resolve that anger to serve him? Mm -hmm. You can answer the question at the website and you can download the free resource all at the same place, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, thanks for this uh, topic, very important topic here today. Um, that scripture you read earlier, though, that's still ringing in my ears right now. So we'll close the way that we began. And again, to just cement this school of thought, Romans 8, 38. For I am convinced, the Apostle Paul said, and we need to be convinced at the end of the day, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, uh, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God mm. that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God will take and he will use all things for his purpose. And so we are encouraged, and I want you to be encouraged, even as Nikki told us in her interview, uh, life doesn't have to be pain-free to right. be full today the best can still yet come in your life. Be encouraged if you're in a, on a cancer journey or supporting someone uh, in the midst of a cancer journey. God is not and has not abandoned you, and he will ultimately use you if you will make yourself available to him and his purpose. And so today, don't quit, don't stop, hmm. and remember that God is not done yeah, with you. Yeah, indeed. Well, Pastor P, thank you so much. I appreciate these conversations. We'll have another one next week here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Go to our website to subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe it on many podcast platforms. Leave reviews so others are introduced to the podcast as well and pass the word about health, hope, and inspiration. Percy, God bless. I guess we'll be talking again. Yes, sir. Love you to life and not to death. And remember, we've got work to do, so keep chopping the wood. You have been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person. 
body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.